The Persistent and Nasty Podcast is a series of interviews and informal discussions with inspiring women and other marginalised voices in theatre, film and beyond. From actors to activists, we aim to amplify these voices and invite the world to stay nasty. Hello you gorgeous lot and welcome to another episode of the Persistent and Nasty Podcast Edinburgh Festival Fringe Series 2022. I hope you're all looking after yourselves, staying well, staying healthy and enjoying whatever version of the Fringe you're experiencing, whether that's just seeing everybody's tweets or going through to Edinburgh or being in Edinburgh and uh, just enjoying all of it. Um, Not much longer to go, one week left everybody, so make sure you've got those shows that you want to see pencilled in, get those tickets. Today Louise and I chat with the brilliant producer and one of the creators of Remedy for Memory. We chat with producer Robin Yankovic-Brown and dancer Tess Charlotte Latham. Um, We talk, (laughs) my goodness, we talk about so many things. We talk about um, the industry, society, how it's driven towards a diet industry that is not healthy, influencers, ageism sexism oh we've got it all for you today um (laughs) we were outside once again in the sunshine in edinburgh when we recorded this um also being back doing recordings face to face is an utter joy but also kind of forget that people hit tables and things bang off things because it's been so long and you know we can't really have the mics hanging above our heads when we are out and about in Edinburgh. So about 18 minutes in, there's just a wee couple of bangs of tables. Um, Tess was getting really <laughs> into something, so I think there was some tapping going on. Um, but it's only, it's seconds and then it's gone. You can follow us on all social media, Twitter at Persistent Nasty, Instagram at Persistent and Nasty, Facebook Persistent and Nasty. Send an email to persistentandnasty at gmail.com. You can follow Louise and I on social media. Louise is at Mrs. Louise Oliver on both Instagram and Twitter. And I am at Elaine Stirrett on Twitter and at Elaine.Stirrett on Instagram. Please remember to like, download, share, subscribe, review the episodes so that our guests can be heard by as many people as possible because all of these chats are so brilliant, so important, with such incredible actors, activists, artists, producers, performers, directors. I mean, we are so incredibly lucky. For today's episode, oh, maybe a cider, or um, a beer, or do you know what, actually, there are some really good non-alcoholic beers for those of you who don't drink, but but maybe want to have a wee try of that. Or some, you know, nice elderflower. Or, you know, you can do your classics. Cappuccino, flat white. Or you can always just have a good old cup of tea. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Oh, lovely listeners. <laughs> Welcome to the Persistent and Nasty Podcast. Louise is struggling. I'm struggling. <laughs> I was out last night. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie to anyone, because you all know. <laughs> you know what to expect. Um, this is a safe space, right? <laughs> this is a safe space, 
Um, so today we are joined by two excellent women. Um, I'm going to get them to introduce themselves because I don't trust me. <laughs> uh, so let's start with the wonderful Robin. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm Robin Yankovic Brown for my official <laughs> title. Um, I'm a freelance and independent producer. Um, I run Stories Untold Productions, which has two wonderful shows at the Fringe this year. Um, and then I also do some freelance producing with Civic Digits and Stella Quines. Lovely, thank you. Um, I'll go for my official title as well. <laughs> Tess Charlotte Latham. I've actually never said that in so long. Um, <laughs> you your little pause and was like, Tess. Charlotte, Charlotte. That, is, that is who I am. Officially. Uh, I'm an independent dance artist. and been based in Scotland for nine years, uh, mainly in Edinburgh, but I've worked all over as a performer. Uh, recently curator, uh, teaching, and also making theatre shows, which is one of the shows we're talking about today. It is. Yeah. <laughs> what that show is called. That show is called Remedy for Memory, or as we like to call it, Remedy. <laughs> Shorthand. <Yeah. laughs> so you can just call it Remedy from now on. <laughs> but for those coming, or hopefully coming, it's Remedy for Memory, if you look it up. <laughs> yeah. You haven't started your run yet, have you, Tess? No, we've not started. So we start on the 23rd. We've got a nice short run, which feels good, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. <laughs> it's kind of lovely. It's like that kind of like drop back into the fringe after, yeah. you know, it's been three years, really, yeah. since proper fringe no offense last year fringe but, <laughs> you know we all knew it wasn't quite the fringe so it's kind of nice to kind of just remind ourselves of the mentalness but yes. not go balls to the wall <laughs> full month. Cool, so, cool. Yeah. yeah yeah nice so yeah that feels good so we're starting rehearsals on Monday, going up to Aberdeen because there's no spaces in Edinburgh to rehearse. <laughs> um, so we're there and then we're back, yeah, a six day run from the 23rd to the 28th at Dance Space. Four ten each day. Four ten. Four ten. Four ten. Right in there, producer. Yeah. Time is. Time is. I love it. So tell us about the show. Yeah, tell us what the show is. What is the show? Robin actually had a great... We were talking about an elevator pitch, which oh, I'm still yeah. trying. Because I, like I say a different thing about the show every time someone asks me. But uh, yeah, let's bounce off your okay, fantastic see if I can elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so the show is... It's a contemporary dance theatre show all about building a new feminist utopia. Mm. Um, I mean, so I'm <laughs> It contains banging pop music, incredible so choreography, um, and it takes a bit of a kind of satirical look at the corporate well-being industry and the messages that are pumped out to women in the media every day. I'm just making a little sound shield here, oh, right, guys. Okay. Don't worry yeah. about it. We're sitting outside again, people, because, you know, <laughs> apparently it's like, well, it's not that hot anymore. It's not that hot anymore, but um, this sun, does work. This does work. This is a wee spot we recorded this little before. head out again. Oh, frosting, mm. That sounds great. That sounds... Like it checks all our boxes. I mean, um, it just. <laughs> and is it just you, Tess, or is it an ensemble? No, it's an ensemble piece. So there's four performers um, and also one live video feed person. Um, and they'll be following some of the action, which is then transferred onto screen uh, oh, during cool. the performance. Um, but yeah, four dance performers. So there's myself. Uh, Sky Reynolds, who's an Australian artist, uh, but also has been based in Scotland for 
20 odd years, Sky, um, and Narea, who's from the Basque Country, and Amy, who is from Ireland, but based in Brighton. Um, Excellent. So yeah, it's a nice nice team that's all yeah. I love how Louise said it was quiet and then just as <coughs> she started to speak there the, we just got some yeah. low <laughs> bass tones going on and mm, some people in the just shouting in the background but hey it's a festival welcome to the ambiance <laughs> <laughs> the background it's sounds it's entirely intentional to make you feel like you're here that's what we're doing that's exactly <laughs> going for vibes it's vibes it's a immersive experience exactly yeah. <laughs> can't be at the fringe this year don't worry we got you covered um, amazing I love how that everybody's from different places mm-hmm. as well yeah. um, and I guess with dances I hope this doesn't sound like I'm being really ignorant but that sense of like when people come from different cultures their approach to things is really different mm-hmm. um, so I'm just wondering how that is working together with people from loads of different places yeah I mean it's amazing really it's such a um, such a joy um, what I find really interesting so we, we it was a really collaborative um, piece that we made so we were all like feeding in ideas and and um, yeah deciding on things together um so part of the show so it's like it is a sort of half and half mix between Mm -hmm. dance and theater so there's a lot of characterization but what really came through through the sort of these sort of stereotypical characters at the beginning was yeah the the culture that influenced that which was yeah it was really lovely to see for instance like sky plays this kind of actually who's it the skinny that uh, named her smarmy host at the beginning <laughs> but she does it she like puts on this really strong Australian accent and like uh, yeah and it's like you know these like horrible TV like, shows think, um, <laughs> think what's his face from uh, the Hunger Games Stanley Tucci's oh, character nice. yeah <laughs> so that's sort of her beginning <laughs> um, very evocative so. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and Norea plays like an international um, astrologer you know <laughs> like a <laughs> um, and then Amy's like a very sexy raw food ambassador. Oh, God. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love it. Um, like so fun. yeah, everyone's everyone's experience. Are you culture. doing TikToks in the run up to this? Because if well, you're not, I totally I know, should be. I know nothing about TikTok, but um, I feel like we should be. I mean, <laughs> astrology is literally what I follow on TikTok. I mean, I don't do TikTok because I am not twelve. But, um, yeah. Actually, I say that, but most people on TikTok are like in their late twenties, living their best lives. Yeah. Um, or moms. Um, <laughs> You definitely need to. Yeah, yeah, I think we should. I think we should open a TikTok account. We've also got this like section that sort of comes back through it. It's almost like what would you call it? Like a reset button um, mm. that we're like the fruit, like kind of cheerleaders. We're called Fru Fru Girls, um, <laughs> <laughs> and they slowly sort of disintegrate over the piece. But um, yeah, we were like that would be great for TikTok, no? Ooh, like yeah. teaching yeah. some of those dances, <laughs> or like yeah. so. 100%. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and you know dance. TikTok, they are in love with one another. They are married. Yeah. So it makes it makes complete sense. I'm in their TikTok studio here. So that, 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 they that are. Is. They're doing a French Central building. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. To yeah. Me. Maybe we should try and get a little slot in there. I don't know how it works, but we could try. <laughs> I don't know how it works either. I'll send Kirsten to look yeah. at it. She's young. <laughs> she understands these things. Kirsten is your uh, assistant. Sorry, yes, Kirsten is my assistant producer at Stories Untold. She's 
incredible. I literally oh. could not function without her. Gen Z year. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean we started the piece. I started the piece with friend a long time ago, like very early scratch ideas. Um with my friend Alice um, and yeah right from the beginning it was a lot about sort of fantasy kind of thoughts that you feel like you can't really share with the you know capitalist and patriarchal world mm. um, and then but like wanting to get those out into yeah into a space into a theatre space into a dance space and um, so yeah it sort of it grew over a long time and that was back in 2014 when we just did like a week of residency and then brought it back a little bit in 2019 after some more life experience mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Alice moved away to Hong Kong that's right no Taiwan she did live in Hong Kong but that was before um, Taiwan and so then I got the R&D money and that's a Sorry, really noisy don't have a clue that is like <laughs> something on a little bit of like you know people going to shows and just a bit of festival ambiance is fine but whatever that was <laughs> it was a bit much <laughs> yeah. so Alice moved uh, to Taiwan Alice moved to Taiwan so but we had just got the money from Creative Scotland to do the sort of initial R&D period of four weeks so then I brought in Sky for a week and Narea for a week and we you know we bounced around some ideas and then it kind of grew and then creation mm. took when was it last year Last year. Yeah, it was last no, year. It was we this did this year, kind of. started in December 2021 yeah. and then had another few weeks in January and then April where it um, previewed, premiered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of those. Both of those <laughs> at um, <laughs> Assembly Roxy. Yeah, excellent. I love this idea of um, corporate wellness and that mm. machine and mm. how that links into feminism because it is majority, like none of this stuff is really aimed at men. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not, I'm not saying that. That's quite. That's a quite generalizing a little bit, but it's it, like the you know, weight loss stuff and like mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it, it, stuff it, it starts so with us, right? It starts with the women, and then when they've kind of saturated the market with us, they then move into as they would have said in the 80s and 90s, quote unquote, the pink pound to mm-hmm. um, our our gay allies. Um, and that kind of starts to push on to them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Just no, no, that's true. Well, yeah. the pa- like, yeah, um, the patriarchy goes Fucking that, patriarchy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but did that, like, did it start, was there any kernel of that from the beginning or was it just we're going to make a feminist dance piece and then that found its way in? Um, or was it there from the start? Mm, so that just really found its way in, in the slightly in the R&D but much more focused within the creation. I think when we got the idea, so the show is sort of based around this TV live TV talk show um, abstracted kind of, but um, yeah, so it just fed in in the last sort of creation period and I think it was when we were really delving into characters and like who we would be within like and who gets invited to a TV talk show mm. so we've got like Amy who's you know supposed to be like a Nigella Lawson type but like very so like super sexy and yeah but like I guess the quirk was this corporate well-being of like raw food like right. and mm. so she's like trying to push that but um yeah so and then for my character Harmony 
So we all have these alter ego um, character names as well. Harmony Banks. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, who is like, you know, a love life influencer, basically. Mm. Sort of YouTube star. Um, so yeah, she came in. And she's also a bit of a fitness freak, I think, mm-hmm. as well. So you can do the Harmony Banks methods. <laughs> so it's ridiculous what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're going to really become these characters by the end of the But yeah, so she presents a specific method that, you know, and that's all sort of sold to the audience and yeah. like different little advertisements that Sky sort of presents as the host. And <laughs> They came out so quickly, though, those characters. It was astonishing because I, I think I came into the room like every other day for the mm. first few weeks. And the first week, you know, there was a loose kind of idea around who these people were and what they were going to be doing. And by day three, when I came back, I was like... Oh, okay. <laughs> this is incredible. These are really, yeah, fully formed. Like you could absolutely see who they were. It was, yeah, it was very impressive. It feels very instantly recognisable as well, just from you mm. talking about it, not mm-hmm. having seen the show yet. What, like it's, we're surrounded by it. We're inundated with these types of people all day, every mm-hmm. day, yeah. through almost every medium and device that we have. Uh, so, like, it feels like. Regardless of however you come at the show, whether you're a dance enthusiast or you just like the sound of it, it will just be like, okay, yeah, I, I, this, I, yeah. I see exactly what this is. This is speaking to me. It's frightening me. Like, yes, I'm I will. Feeling seen. Like, <laughs> We've had those comments as well from the people that came to see it in April. So many people were just like, oh my god, I know that person. Or, That's my pal, so and so. It's like, yeah. I mean, Harmony Banks sounds like somebody that I probably would follow on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like I have seen her already. There's already a whole second show in our heads just yeah, yeah, involving yeah. harmony. <laughs> yeah, harmony is yeah an interesting one. Harmony's <laughs> gonna get her own breakaway yeah. series. I was actually talking to somebody last night who I'm doing a show with, and we were um, we were just chatting about you know being a female in this industry and um, physical shape and you know when you get older and you put on weight for whatever reason like whether you've had a baby or hormones or you know your comfort eating because it's fucking shit out there <laughs> um all of those things and it's just i wonder if because i obviously play such a huge part in society and it definitely stems from that but i wonder as a dancer mm. and as a producer as well do you feel it's heightened more in our industry? Because as an actor, I definitely do feel that. Yeah. I would love to hear if you both do as well. Yeah. I mean... I love the intake. Of the <laughs> 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 you're like, right, I have thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody listening is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, things are changing now within the dance sector which is amazing but I mean it's still it's still very apparent um you know when you know when I was training there was a lot of I mean to be healthy and to be you know you're using your body all the time and but yeah there was a lot of you know we've got our little leotards on in the morning doing our ballet class and like you know you'd occasionally get a little poke in the belly (laughs) I mean and that was like you know that's the form of ballet as well so it's like it's not so um yeah but yeah of course there is like of course there is it's all over the place it's everywhere (laughs) all the time time. (laughs) and like you know even noticing it with 
you know, myself and like the other members of the team when, you know, when you're feeling like even like you put on a little bit of weight or something, you're suddenly like, oh my God, like this is disgusting. And it's like, why do we think like that? Mm -hmm. Why, why, yeah, why? Because we've been fed it for so yeah, many yeah, years. Completely yeah. <laughs> programmed. And you're, you're sending those very people that are perpetuating that as an industry, you're sending those people up in your show, which is very good. Yeah. I think that's what we need um, and I think like the dance industry from my understanding not being a dancer but yeah it, it's obviously there's that physical element of like mm. needing your body to look a certain way mm. um, but I think this like to like then direct this question at you Robin mm. as a producer like you know I wear different hats I'm a producer as well as an actor and I felt myself in rooms where we're wearing the producer hat where I still have to I'm still hyper conscious of how I look because the expectation there's more expectation on women mm. particularly women in the industry to look a certain way to look preened or yeah do you, do you know what I mean I, what yeah absolutely especially in a environment like the fringe as well um it does feel like you're stepping out onto a catwalk every day and you have to look cool and put together and funky and yeah it's the cool producer uniform. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. It's really hard, especially in this heat. I think I have like three, like summer outfits that I can wear, and now I'm like, I'm running out of clothes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I only have yeah. jumpers left. I've seen that already. <laughs> yeah. That already. I've worn that three times already. No, absolutely. And like, as someone who has had massive body issues my entire life, anyway, it is. Um, and you know, outside of the fringe, I go to the gym five times a week because of that but also for mental health things it just never feels like enough mm. because some you're always comparing yourself to other people or other people are always comparing you to someone else and it's a massive pressure mm. that yeah it's just not put on men in the same way yeah um yeah, yeah. Sky, um so sky who's the host uh sky reynolds um he's 50 now um and so me and Norea and Amy are like, always like, oh, and Norea's like, oh, I don't, oh, I like, don't like my legs, and da, 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 da. And Sky's like, you need to love yourself. Like, yes. <laughs> look at you, you're young and gorgeous, and like... <laughs> um, yes, so Sky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was like, I spent so many years, like, thinking about little bits of my body, oh, or like, no. I was like, wanted to change, and she was like, just enjoy that body. <laughs> oh, God, she's so right. Yeah. She's so right. And I think I look like... I'm the same as everybody is, as every woman is. I'm constantly paranoid about my arms, my tummy, how big my arse is all the time, thinking about it all the time. Today was actually one day I didn't give a fuck because I'm out and about in shorts and a wee top because it was too hot and I didn't care. And yeah. I was like, fuck it, I don't <laughs> fucking care. I'm hot and I just need yeah. to feel comfortable. And it was very liberating. I mean, I've immediately got paranoid once I was out of the world, but in the moment it was very liberating. But to that point, I've, I've looked back at pictures, old pictures of myself and thought, look at her. Yeah. She looks great. But at the time, mm. yeah. I was like, just, yeah. Yeah. Hating it. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. And I think we'll probably, all of us sitting around this table now, will look back on photos of us here today and be like, yeah. we were gorgeous. What were yeah. we so worried about? I don't know. <laughs> it's such a waste of time yeah. as yeah. well. Like, thinking about all the things. When I think about all the things that the incredible women around this table could achieve if they didn't have the patriarchy gremlin in their heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, making us waste time on thinking about this shit rather than creating new dance and producing new shows and <laughs> yeah. finishing a fucking script. <laughs> <laughs> it's really like mm. it makes me quite angry. It, it's and it's heartbreaking, and the industry that your show is prodding is like it is a mass industry and it's churning this stuff out constantly. Yeah. Because as long as we still feel bad about ourselves, mm-hmm. they can still make money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if it's se- selling snake oil, which most of it is. Yeah. Most of it's snake oil. Yeah, absolutely. And that in kind of increase of social media has only heightened that as well, especially for young people. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's research. I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say this because I can't remember any of the I actual can... sources. But um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's been like studies done that show that young people um, there's like been an increase in like bulimia and anorexia mm. and body issue um, issue <laughs> <Issues. laughs> amongst <laughs> amongst young people since Instagram and yeah. oh, Snapchat well and TikTok have yeah. become such massive parts of our daily routine um and it's devastating it's yeah. absolutely devastating yeah. those are lifelong traumas yeah. that are being built into young people now and i think um i i can well believe it because actually i mean let's think about what we all do i mean i'm not going to speak for everyone but one of the first things i do when i wake up is look at my phone mm-hmm. scroll instagram and i think if so I'm so grateful we didn't have these things when we were kids. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, obviously we had different pressures like magazines and television. Obviously, and this has all always been around well, in other 90s forms. Nineties heroin chic. Nineties like, heroin chic. You exactly. Know, if you weren't oh god, like, yeah. yeah, if you weren't like literally Kate Moss and with size six, size, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all of that. Like that's, di- but that wasn't on us constantly. constantly. Yeah, and from yeah. the moment we from wake all up, angles yeah. as well. Yeah. So kids, because kids all have phones, they're all on Instagram and TikTok. So that's right, right from the minute they open their eyes in the morning. It's that's the message that's been drilled into them. Yeah. It's constantly. pretty it's harrowing. Horrendous. Yeah. yeah. It's horrendous. I know. I just escaped that. <laughs> I think. Well, not just that. Not just. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, love. <laughs> 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 Down. <laughs> <laughs> just clawed my way out of that. <laughs> Let's not pretend. Another, it's another issue. Age. Oh, yeah. As women in this industry, is a whole other yeah. conversation. Yeah. Along with already hating ourselves yeah. and our bodies, God. we then age. And rather than that being seen as something beautiful and the fact that we're still fucking here because you know I'm sure many listeners I myself have lost people who haven't got to the age I'm at and who would who would have had they had the chance would have absolutely been like yeah I want to be here of course I want to be here yeah and we are like criticized for getting old and it makes me so fucking mad Mm -hmm. that we don't get to age and feel like we feel like we're still beautiful and we're still worthy and we're still worthwhile because we fucking are yeah and not invisible oh, yeah not yeah invisible. the invisibility yeah. thing it is it's a privilege getting old and people don't allow us to just enjoy that privilege yeah. in peace yeah we disappear whereas men are like a fine wine yeah Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, but you, you've said Sky's older at one of your dancers in the show. Yeah. That's exciting. That's yeah. lovely to, to yeah. hear. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds like you're, you've got a really lovely um, 
representation across different types of dancers, different types of artists. Yeah, and different ages, and that was really important to me as well because mm-hmm. all of these things come into um, yeah. into the show, and um, yeah, and I guess into dance as well. I mean, that's like such a thing, and the and the and which is, you know, slightly changing, as well, uh, but probably not fast enough. It's yeah, the sort of you're done when you're 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's <laughs> an expiration like, date, isn't there? I'm attached to dancers. Well, they got one more year. And then I'm out. <laughs> and yes, of course, there's, you know, there's certain things like ballet and stuff and that like your body potentially can't take the impact too more. But there's so many ways to be a contemporary performer and actually some of the most incredible performers that I have seen are like 50 and over and you're just like, all yeah. you've got all that experience yeah. and it's beautiful to see yeah. that and um it's much more interesting well oh, than watching 100%. people flying mm-hmm. around in their twenties. <laughs> well, I mean that's it. I mean I'm very ignorant about dance. I enjoy it thoroughly but um I I guess the ballet thing gets something of a not a free pass entirely because my understanding is it's a very toxic industry but because mm. it's different it's like it's like athletes, isn't it? It's like similar to athletes, like mm. I guess there is a practically an expiration date to your career because yeah like you say your body yeah. just physically will change and maybe not mm-hmm. be able to take take the brunt of it yeah um, so I sort of get that but yeah like that cannot apply in other ways because it's like you can be a beautiful artist as long as you can continue to create and your mind still works like yeah, that yeah. should be all that matters and you can use your body in different ways yeah um you know as you get older you start to know your limitations and sorry i'm talking out with yeah. the dance sphere and just in general, just in general. Yeah. Yeah. like um you start to understand where your limitations are and who's to say that that isn't a beautiful thing in mm-hmm. itself especially mm-hmm. in kind of performative mm-hmm. ways i actually think after going raging about our industry it is the one of the things that's a bonus in our industry is the age range and the fact that you make connections and friendships with people from different generations that not everybody in the quote-unquote real world I mean what the fuck is that anyway right (laughs) Um, this is the real world nonsense yeah but like they don't maybe they're not surrounded by that so they don't get the chance to have those intergenerational friendships Mm -hmm. that can actually bring so much and are so rewarding and so beautiful like one of my friends one of my dearest friends is 73 yeah like and I fucking adore her yeah like and she's the most amazing human being and I'm like everybody needs to know her but lots of people don't get that yeah but that is I suppose something that we do get yeah Okay, we'll give them one. We'll give the industry one. <laughs> <laughs> one for that. One for today. One point. <laughs> um, what would you like people to take away from the show? Um. Uh, yeah, I guess, like, you know, in the sort of idealistic way, yeah. a sense of hope. <laughs> we do need a bit of that. Yeah. You know, I mean, the show doesn't promise to have any answers about what to do, but it, it leaves us with, yeah, the thoughts of potentially creating another system, mm-hmm. another way of, not even a system, because I don't like using that word, but yeah. just like another way of being that isn't so controlled and, and yeah, but more freedom to. Just be who you are. Just, yeah. Just be. Yeah. Just be yeah. without all the yeah. dumping all the time onto yourself and onto others sometimes as well. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
Can we do it? No, no we've Sorry. chatted about the show. It's okay. You're oh, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we have a little bit of potted history on both of you and your careers and how, what's brought you to this place? That would be amazing. So, Robin, do you want to start? Got up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've had a bit of a maze of a career. Um, so I was I was a little later into the industry because I decided to have a weird stint at the Scottish government for four years straight out of school, which was totally accidental. Um, but found myself working at the Fringe um, in 20, 2009 and realised that yeah, the performing arts was where I needed to be. I'd kind of fallen out of love with it a little bit before that. Um, and then um, I worked at the Fringe for 10 years, potentially longer, um, and did some producing in between. Hello. Quiet. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. <laughs> Um, and some of that um, work I did at the Fringe was um, just kind of six monthly contracts. So I ended up doing some producing. Um, got my real kind of head start in producing by getting on the FST producer placement with Star Catchers and Imaginate, which was an incredible experience. And then, um, yeah, Louise was actually my boss at the Fringe, would you believe? Yeah. I say I mean, boss in the I loosest loose. possible <laughs> sense. Very loose. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll write a book. <laughs> Tell all. Yeah. Um, I only know tiny bits. There's some stuff that no one will ever know. Cause mm. Top secret. Top secret. <laughs> Bad behaviour. <laughs> we'll do an anonymous podcast anonymous about all podcast. that stuff one day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then actually took over Louise's job when she left um, for New York um, and stayed there for a good five years, which was an amazing experience. Um, but then realised I really wanted to be in the mix, actually making work again. I really missed it. I missed working with artists directly. Um, and so left in at the start of 2019 and set up Stories Untold Productions, which... Um, yeah, has has flourished, um, mm. which is amazing. Um, and yeah, the whole idea behind Stories Untold is about giving space and platform to underrepresented voices and stories and making work in healthy and safe environments um, so that we're incredibly passionate about making sure that everyone's mental health is really well taken care of during processes um, we make sure we want to make sure that absolutely everyone is being paid above basic standard rates all of that stuff that contributes to working in the arts becoming stressful mm. and burnout and all of those things um, so yeah Tess and I actually met at an IETM mm. just before I left the fringe and then Fairly soon, actually, after I went freelance, started working together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I would just like to say, uh, Robin gave an incredible talk at a Federation of Scottish Theatre meeting. I think uh, Elaine was at, and all, who also gave an incredible talk. Yeah, but I went on about, after Robin, yeah. and I was like, I can't speak. <laughs> on that. I was like, yeah, on, my whole speech went yeah. out the window, because I was so inspired by what Robin had yeah, to say. Yeah, some beautiful <laughs> things to say about um, well-being and uh, care and compassion and all the rest of it in our practices as artists and rehearsal rooms. It was, it was, I was 
so proud of you. I, mm. I was watching remotely and had a wee grape. Oh, I'm great. blushing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And Tess, what about you? Um, yeah, okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when people say, Did you, how are you here? How yeah, are you here, here today? <laughs> um, so, right, here we go. <laughs> I started... I mean, I always did a bit of dance when I was a kid and stuff. Um, and then I went to Broughton High School where they had a, like a specialist dance program. So I got more into contemporary. Um, and then, you know, I went wayward for a couple of years as a late teen, mm-hmm. as you do. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly I was like, oh, you should probably do something with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I first went to... So I did my undergrad BA at Scottish School of Contemporary Dance. Um and then went on to do postgrad at Northern School of Contemporary Dance and joined Motion House as an apprentice. Um, and if you don't know who Motion House are, they're um, sort of mix of circus and dance, like big sort of scale productions. And it was an incredible opportunity. Um, and yeah, absolutely loved it, but also realized it wasn't quite my forte as the circus world. <laughs> so I came back to Edinburgh um, and did a program at Dance Space, um, which was like for emerging um, dancers, um, and you got a bit of training and some mentoring, and met quite a lot of people through that, and started getting bits and bobs of work. Um, so yeah, I've been here for nine years, and then off the cuff of that, I started be becoming really interested in the European scene, and like heading over to do lots of training programs and ex- sort of extensive workshops. Um, one of my main teachers is called David Zambrano and he does work um, flying low, passing through and improvisation. Um, also flying around at like almost, he must be about 63 now, which is oh, quite yes. inspiring to yeah. see. Um, but met a lot of, yeah, met a lot of dancers through that. Um, and did a bit of work over there, which unfortunately I can't do so much of anymore. <laughs> um and yeah, so I've just been working in Scotland and then sort of slowly over the years I started doing little residencies and researching because I was always interested in making things but didn't want to sort of go full pelt into like choreographer mode because um, it's hard and mm. uh, yeah, I was interested in sort of building my own sort of performance experience before um, and working for a lot of other companies in Scotland and the UK and teaching a lot, which I absolutely love. Um, a lot of youth dancers, which is lovely. Um, and yeah, so then, yeah, I just, and then sort of, I did a solo show in at the Fringe in 2018 called How to Survive the Future. And it was, yeah, I sort of self-directed and self-produced and, and, and performed. And it was, fu- it was great. Uh, it was really <laughs> 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 it was alright um, no it was a really good way to sort of understand how much support you actually need to make mm-hmm. and, and show work um, and so yeah that was my sort of first little delve into presenting work um, and yeah I think off the cuff of that I went to IETM I met Robin and I was thinking about this other show Remedy for a while because we'd already done a little bit of research um, so started chatting a bit and then yeah, and then Remedy came along in all its glory, and uh, that's sort of been the last two years of my life, yeah, <laughs> alongside yeah. some other work. But yeah, so where? Yeah, what else can I mention? Uh, yeah, uh, I am also um, 
last two years curated the dance program for Hidden Door Festival, so we're sort of moving a little bit into that area, which has been lovely, and I, I really enjoy um, supporting other artists as well, and um, yeah, bringing sort of exciting things to to theatre spaces. Way <laughs> big cheers for collaboration! Yay. Yeah, excellent, amazing, amazing. Um, now let's just remind everybody of where they can see the show, when they can see the show, mm-hmm. the time they can see the show at. Mm-hmm. Uh, go go for it <laughs> <laughs> so Remedy for Memory is on from the 23rd to the 28th of August at Dance Space at 4.10 each day fabulous yeah. now before we finish up we ask all of our guests a question okay and the question. <laughs> I'm not going to be done the spot <laughs> oh no you, I think you'll be great you'll be I, okay. I think, I think, you'll I think nail this you'll one. be alright yeah. um, do you know why we're called Persistent and Nasty I don't know I think so Louise so basically, um, <laughs> the name comes from two cultural moments that happened around about 2018 when uh, the, we formed the initiative, and it was the response to Elizabeth Warren um, not shutting up like she was expected to. Nevertheless, she persisted yeah. that moment, mm. and also the whole stramash with that man who was president for a little while. Um, referring to Hillary Clinton as a nasty woman because of her preparedness and her presentation of facts, etc. And didn't like that, so she was a nasty woman. So um, it's a reclamation of that word. We're very big into reclamation of words. It's a bit tongue-in-cheek, it's a bit cheeky. Um, so we combined the two, and that was how the name came mm. about. I would love to annoy someone so much that they called me a nasty woman. Yeah. I think yes. that would go on my gravestone. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there probably have, actually. Robin and Tess yeah. of Remedy... Memory. For, for memory. memory. I was in my head. Like, <laughs> for memory, and then I doubted myself. No, I could literally hear your. I could Did you hear, hear it? it? I could hear it. it but, and I was like, uh, I'm just going to let her roll with it. Having a test of remedy for memory, mm-hmm. what does the phrase persistent and nasty mean to you? Silence. Um, To me, it kind of represents strength and will and righteousness a little bit, but not righteousness in the wanky way, Mm. but in the let's reclaim what's rightfully ours type way. Mm. Yes. Mm. Nice. I think for me, living out all your wildest fantasies and and ideas on stage and like not giving a fuck what people think. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a good I one. love it. I love it. I love it. Um, it's so good. Everyone is Everybody so good. Is so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird because when it, Louise asked me this question, like at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. And I asked you the question, and mine was like so fucking soppy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, it's about you and me, and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give a fuck about what anybody thinks of you. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, all of that, just so gorgeous and beautiful. Um, Robin Yankovic Brown and Tess. Charlotte Lethem. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today on the Thank you for asking us. Thank Absolute you. pleasure. That was Lovely. a joy. Well, thank you, everybody. And until next time, lovely listeners, stay, stay nasty. nasty. Oh, that's the best one. <laughs> that's the best one yet. Yeah.